This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 144 of Banging on the Drum. Uh, please remember to go out, like, subscribe, download. We would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside our other host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how are you doing today? Doing just dandy, just dandy. Can't complain, I don't think. Um, how about you? I'm doing good. So I'll get into what we're going to be going over in today's show. So we got a pretty loaded action-packed one. Uh, we didn't take too many notes on the Super Bowl, but we're going to start it out a little old school. We got a new segment called Mike's Just the Tip of the Week. Uh, then we're going to go into overs and unders real quick. Going to do a little Super Bowl recap uh, with absolutely no notes. So just off memory, I'm feeling like Mike was a little drunk last night. Uh, we got the, oh, he wasn't. Uh, nope. <clears throat> we got the NFL Hall of Fame list for this year. We're going to give a shout out to our boy, Toby Keith. I'm going to do my observation of the week. That might be a new segment. And then we're going to go the Badgers, the Bucks, And I think that will wrap it up unless we can think of another segment. Mike, you got anything we're going to add to the end of this one? Yeah, so I'm going to put uh, my Lent challenges in. I got to get that into the world so that I actually do some shit. All right. Maybe I'll make some on the fly, but let's get into it, Mike. What's just the tip of the week this this week? Uh, sometimes life is like a dick. It gets hard for no reason, but it doesn't stay that way. I think I kind of like it. I, I broke it down in my head when you sent it to me in text form. Yeah, yeah. So life is like a dick. Sometimes it's hard for no reason, but it won't stay that way. So, yeah, I don't know what my critique was on it again. I remember I had a critique. So I feel like sometimes life does stay hard, though. I think that your critique was that it's usually hard and not usually soft, where a dick is usually soft and not usually hard. Yeah, I think that's where I was going with it. <clears throat> And I feel like there's an easy way to make a dick soft. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no clear cut answers on how to make life not hard. Right. I guess. But I like it. If you don't overthink it, life is like a dick. Sometimes it's hard for no reason, but it won't stay that way. So it's like when you get a boner in church or something, it goes away after a little while. Yeah, when do you think the last time you had a boner in church was? It's been a long time since I've been to church. When was the last time you think you got a boner, like, just, like, randomly sitting, like, at work or, like, something like that? Like, as an adult, you know, so if you're, like, 17, I think it's different, but. Yeah, no, I, it doesn't happen to me very much anymore. If it does, yeah, I, I need some thought-provoking um, things yeah. to do it for me, so. I couldn't even tell you, I, but like from the age of 12 or whenever that started happening to 18 or probably later than that, like probably earlier than 12 too. I mean, yeah, I have no probably idea. got boners earlier than 12. Just, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, all of the time back then. So I'm sure I had one in church, but I didn't go to church that much. So I don't know. I've just heard that saying before, like, like getting a boner in church. 
Yeah, it would probably feel relatively awkward. You know? <laughs> I don't remember ever having a boner in church and we went to church every Sunday. However, that doesn't mean I, maybe I had a boner every week in church. So it just wasn't like memorable. You were looking three pews down at your buddy's mom. Yeah. I mean, must've been. <laughs> All right. Let's get into overs and unders. You, you start them off. We're bringing the overs and unders back. This is for you, Craig. Craig's. From Craig's request, we're doing overs and unders. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. I think that it's kind of smart, especially now that uh, football season's done. So for me, uh, under. Yeah, yeah. We end on the positive. So under. I'm working two weekends in a row, and I just hate working fucking weekends. Like, I'm willing to, like, I'm willing to do a lot to not work weekends, I think, at the job I got. So I just, I fucking hate it. Drives me crazy. Now, I'm going to get a little bit of a positive out of work in the weekend. I get tomorrow off, no kids, just me and the wife, just chilling at the house. We'll probably end up fucking cleaning all day or something <laughs> stupid. But, like, it will I be thought a, you, I thought you went somewhere. Don't, oh, that we're going to be just, like, fucking all day? That, that'd be nice. I don't well, think you that's said, the way it goes. You said we'll probably just be fucking. And <laughs> I didn't even catch that I said fucking in there. But, uh, yeah, that'd be good. Um, maybe we'll be like fuck cleaning or something. Who knows? I've never done that, but like, it might be interesting. Yeah. Try we're getting back to rated R stuff here too. Yeah. Try to get her convinced into something like that. And then, um, so for my over, my son had his first wrestling match on Friday night, just me and him just like chilling, uh, downfall of that. I was trying to like record his wrestling match and coach him at the same time. That doesn't work for me very well. That's um, tough. I, my, the camera just kept like panning and just to the mat pretty frequently. And I was yelling at him and like just telling him what to do. But like I couldn't like do both things. But do you it, think it helps him yelling and telling him what to do? Uh, so he uh, he was on in his first match. He was on top, which I wasn't videoing. And he like was holding the kid down and all he has got to do is put a half in. I told him to put the half in and he puts the half in like instantly. Okay. And then uh, I told the him it, only it, wrestling and then I, command. I would know. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's all you really need to know, to be fair. Like if you're <laughs> like, if you got that down, like you'll beat a lot of people, especially in the first grade. And then I told him to run it and he just like walked it over and he put the kid on his back. So I don't know if like random yelling helps. Um, reminding them to get to their belly, I think is important. There's certain things that like, oh, you need to do this here. Like hit the, hit certain moves, but I'm not sure, but yeah, no. we had a good night. It was just me and him and me and him don't get to do very much. Right. He's in the middle kid. So one of them wants to tag along all the time. Anytime we're doing something or I'm doing something with Kennedy and he wants to be the one that takes along. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So just me and him don't do a whole lot together. Where me and the little one, the little one will go everywhere with me. If I'm going into a store, he loves going to fucking stores. Just loves it. And so, like, he'll be like, are we going in? And I'll be like, yeah, I have to go in. And he'll be like, I'm coming. So. No, that's funny. That's cute. But, uh, so wrestling, getting back into this. So 
I just remember from when I was a kid, my dad would always be yelling at stuff. But granted, I was like the biggest bitch of a little kid ever. Like I would always, I would be the kid that was like always getting a bloody nose, always crying and shit. And my dad would always be like yelling shit to me. And I'd always be so pissed at him like after every match. But it was like not so much pissed at him. Like I was just pissed that I was always getting my ass kicked. Yeah. So I, I didn't know how like the, the, yelling actually helped me but but yeah it probably does like if you're if they're doing something that you wouldn't think of doing but but, yeah and and so like i'm not trying to like yell at him like to do some complex shit that he's never been taught basically he wasn't shooting for a while and so i just yelled at him to shoot like go ahead and shoot like we're not going to get anywhere. This is first grade wrestling. If neither of you two kids shoot, we're just going to be dancing out there. So just shoot. Like if something bad happens, something bad happens. Right. And so, but we got to hang out for about four or five hours. So that's pretty fun. How did, how did he end up finishing? Was he on the podium? So he finished third. Um, he won his first match 16 to six. And then the next two guys you could tell had wrestled probably for a, at least a year. And this was his first match. So. Okay. So yeah, no, that ain't bad. He won as many matches as I won in two years in his first. Uh, yeah, I went from fifth grade to eighth grade, and I didn't win one match. Damn, that one. You suck. I I, yeah, how I know. Did, and I was, I was terrible with that. I, I have no idea. I really don't know how, why I continued to wrestle because I was like, as far as basketball players go, I could have been fine, right? Like just hung out on the end of the bench, right? Yeah, done the sports some- stuff. Yeah, it could have been just done nothing, right? And I probably would have got okay by the time I was a senior. But, like, I just stuck with wrestling. And I I have really no good reason why. But you actually got pretty good at wrestling, too. So Yeah, I was okay at, like, at the end, right? So I wasn't dominant or nothing, but I was okay. I won more than I lost. So my nephew, he's probably same. You might be wrestling your son here soon. But he shows up to things and man, he's awesome. Cause like when I was a little kid, like I sucked ass and I cried and like was a bitch. Like he's not very good yet. I hope he doesn't hear this, but, uh, but his spirit's always high. So he loves it and he wins a match here and there and stuff. So he does win a little bit more than I did. Like I didn't get like any taste of wins, but. Yeah, he sticks with it. And I kind of told his mom, I was, I told her about you because I remember I didn't know you didn't win a match for three years, but, I, but I, you I, knew that I was bad at some point. Yeah, like real bad. And then, uh, and then you turned it on and you actually became pretty good. But I think that's anything, especially at that level. Like if you actually try and stick with something, yeah. you'll probably yeah. become above average at right at the very least well and i think the important thing for like wrestling and maybe sports in general for little kids is that you can be as aggressive as you really want to be as long as you follow all the rules of the sport like you can be a wild and crazy human which little boys want to do they want to be like absolutely crazy sometimes and that's you just got to channel it into the that moment in time which is tough to do yeah, no, I don't think I was very, very wild and crazy. Like, I didn't really have that shit in me. Like, 
channeled like anger or anything that yeah. I recall. Like I, I guess I threw fits and shit, but like, yeah, it wasn't like, like I remember I got babysat by this one kid that was like a psychopath or I got babysat by his mom. He was the same age as me. And I would be like scared every day going over there. Yeah. And this kid was really good at wrestling. He actually made it to like stadium and he turned out to be a pretty good dude. Uh, <laughs> I just remember being scared shitless. I was like, I was not born with, with that type of aggression in me. Like, yeah. I never had it. I get that. Right. For sure. And like, I think a big piece of my like losing was that like, I felt like I could hurt people and I probably couldn't have, right? Like, doesn't matter how hard it first grade doesn't matter really how hard you go if you follow the rules you're not hurting anybody yeah no you look at those little shits out there it's like more cute than anything like watching them like try yeah. to like do shit but yeah, yeah like there's no way like with yeah like the velocity that they can like create like i, I don't know you like you barely would even say like ooh. i'm sure like every once in a while someone gets put on their back and you're like oh like, but not really. Yeah. Like, I think, I think the biggest things that I remember seeing from when I was a kid, because obviously I don't go to youth tournaments anymore, is like a kid will like plant his arm mm. and he snap his arm or something like that, or his arm would bend the wrong way. And like, then there'd be, you know, medical people out there I fixing guess. up his arm or like a leg or something. So there's injuries can happen, but for the, and usually that was probably like fourth or fifth graders where things are starting just yeah, a little yeah. bit more serious, right? I was going to say, yeah, I don't see that in first grade. I mean, I'm sure it happened once in a blue moon, but yeah, like in, in fifth grade, I feel like some people got the strength to like hip toss or like head yeah. throw good yeah. or some, something like that. But right. Oh yeah. That's All right. Moving sweet. on. How was your week? Uh, did you, you did your under. Yeah. Yeah. I had to work. Okay. Keep it easy. Yeah. My week, my week and through the football season. So I'm going to go, uh, all around actually it's very recency bias but so under number one uh happened today so i go to this gym that i've been going to for a long time now like i there's like three four trainers that work there and they like know me i'm not too much of the guy that like goes into the gym and like chops it up with these guys like every once in a while like it's a friday it's dead like one of the trainers will like come talk to me when i'm like out there warming up try to recruit you do you tell them i know more shit than you fucking piece of shit no i don't even talk about that shit ever like that i had my personal training or anything like that uh but you get there i got about a 30 minute drive to work so i'm trying to put down a bottle if you're watching on youtube about this big full of water before i get to the gym and I, I'm a pretty good water drinker, so, like, whatever. So, usually, when I get there, I have to piss. And then the door shut. There's only one bathroom in this place. This is kind of like a weird gym, but yeah, pretty nice. But then the, the door opens. A guy comes out. I go in to piss, and it's like, it needs plumbing done to it. It needs, like, <laughs> to be doing this shit. And, like, I look this guy, like, right in the eyes whatever he walks like, right he walks right past me i there was a little bit of fear in his eyes like you ain't wrong and he was young too ah uh, yeah see but, i felt like i was way more comfortable shit in public when i was young than i am as like an older adult 
Yeah, I'm I'm hit or miss. I'm definitely hit or miss. Yeah. That. Like yeah. I'm actually no, I know for a fact that I'm more comfortable now than I was when I was younger. But um anyways, he goes out and he goes right into like he's getting like in process. So they have like this in processing thing at the gym. So he goes like right to that. Doesn't say shit about like flooding it. And then like I walk in there, have to piss. And then I have to walk right back out and go tell someone that works there that the bathroom is clogged. And he definitely thought I did it. Like to the point like where I almost wanted to be like, I know who did this. I seen it in his eyes that he did this, but I didn't. So anyways, my under was one of the trainers at the gym thinks I'd take like nasty shits and have someone else fix it for me. Cause it was very fixable too. Like, like I he didn't probably just give you the fucking plunger. Yeah. I mean, I should have, I didn't realize. So I just seen like the water was to the top of the bowl in there. And then there was like toilet paper floating. I didn't even see shit, honestly. Um, yeah, that was but, all stuck in the fucking hole, man. But dude, dude used an ass load of toilet paper. Like, I don't know. I almost walked up to the guy afterwards and be like, there's better ways to wipe your ass and shit in public. Like he used so much freaking toilet paper where I was like, how did you not expect that to get clogged? But then the, one of the trainers just went in there and like unplunged it or like plunged it real quick and it worked. And it's just trainers that work there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't think. Okay. So it's like, um, uh, high performance center like it, to work out there you have to go through this like in thing and that's what the guy was doing but anyways i got that situation settled the dude that did it the dude that clogged the toilet like looked at me and he looked at me like thanks for doing me a solid and then i kind of like let it go so i was like all right I, no, I get it. this is a young kid i'm not gonna like leave him hanging um, you should just like give him a nickname and call it to him every time you see him in the fucking place now. I mean, he's definitely got a nickname in my head. I'm sure I have a nickname at this gym. So when I was doing the in-processing thing, I can't remember if we ever got to this on the show, but this was one of my biggest unders that I had in, in the stretch of the football oh. season since we've been starting to do this. So I had to do this intake thing. And there's one where you like grab, it's a core workout. So you grab like okay, a yeah, yeah. pulley and you pull it out in front of you and you hold it and you squeeze your abs. And it's like a decent ab workout. But so when I was like in processing to do that, I did you that. Farted. And I was, oh, farted so loud. <laughs> and it was just like me and one other trainer. And like, it was like the most awkward thing ever. I mean, I did talk, you make your joke. Did you make your joke? That's going to be, uh, that's going to itch when it dries. No, I yeah. didn't. I was like too embarrassed. I the, see you got to own that shit. I wish I could have owned it in the moment, but yeah, I was, it was embarrassing. I, I don't even know. Yeah. It's probably like farting at the chiropractor or some shit like that. Or like, well, you're going to massage tough, tough to do. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's brutal. So I'm pretty sure I got a nickname with trainers when I'm when I'm not around. I'm like the guy that farts. Um, yeah, but yeah. You should ask him what it is. My nickname. Yeah, 
You've been there a few months now. Just be like, hey, so I know I farted in front of you. What did the nickname become for me? Tell you the truth, I, I still don't, I don't see that guy a lot anymore. I don't know if he quit or left or what. Yeah, he's like, this dude farted right in my fucking face. I'm out of here. It I'm could have been. with this bullshit. No. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I definitely, I, I think I might have made that guy quit. Um, For sure but, did. But anyways, let's get to these overs. So I'm going to be running a half marathon. Actually been training for it. Doing like a good job. Which... Feels good. Like, so I think I'm going to crush this. I think I'm going to be able to run a half marathon in under like nine minute miles. I don't know what that nine times 13. That's good. Yeah. Times out too. So I think I'll do pretty good. But then the under on it though, is I've been running like probably the most I've ran in my whole entire life. So I went to step on the scale today and I was like, I've been running like crazy, but also I've been doing like, oh, I ran. So I ran eight miles on Sunday, a little over eight miles on Sunday. So I was like, I can eat whatever the fuck I want. And, uh, I've gained weight since I've been doing yeah. this marathon training. Just so not just because I, I think I can eat whatever I want. I was eating all. So no sweets. I was in the, like a no sweets mode. So, but I was, was eating fruit at the time and coconut, which was a cheating thing. Shredded coconut, which was cheating. I understand it. Didn't realize that that had sugar added to it, but that's not the point. I was eating all like fruits, vegetables, meat, cheese, nuts, right? And I gained weight when I was trying to like do my tough, tough mutter too. That's crazy. I was running two miles every day and one extra mile every Sunday. So started with two, went to three the following Sunday, went to or the following Sunday, still gained weight two miles every day. I shouldn't say I gained weight, but I did not lose a pound. Like I was probably up. I will guarantee I did not lose a pound. Yeah, I will say so since I've got here. So when I first got here, I was weighing 206, but I just got back from like going up to Wisconsin for a buddy's wedding and shit like that. So I, like, I don't know how much like water weight, but yeah, we, we drank quite a bit and shit like that. So then I got down to like 196 dropped. It, but when I stepped on the scale today, I was 198. But I guess that's with like shorts and a t-shirt on. But so, so whatever. So like, how much does your weight fluctuate in a day? Ooh, I really couldn't tell you. I, I'm gonna. I got to start stepping on the scale every day again. I was doing it for a while, and I was like dropping weight pretty good. And yeah, like I said, I got down to like 196, but. The trouble I have with it is like if I hit like 192, then I'm like, oh, I'm good to go. Like I'm doing yeah. good. Like and then I eat. Yeah, mine's so my number is like 185. If I hit 185, I feel like fucking like a god. Yeah, like I'm like One, fucking. I got yeah. it down. I'm perfect. And then I'm not quite there though. I probably need to hit probably 10 more pounds to like really be like completely. I'm pretty lean at 185, but like to start seeing six pack material like would probably be 10 pounds lower than that yeah i think i punted on the six pack dream um whatever like i but yeah if i'm 185 i feel good i feel like i look good yeah. I, i'm cool with it but so today we're recording on february 12th so i got a, basically a month till the run the runs on march 9th i'm pretty sure so I want to be at 190 when I'm doing this run, which is going to be tough because we're going out of town next weekend. 
uh, to go see a friend in in North Carolina, and I'm sure we're gonna eat like shit and drink and do whatever. So, so basically, I'm gonna have to lose eight pounds in three weeks after I get back from that. Which, whatever, that's I think not that's, an issue. Yeah, that's it's not semi. That's semi doable. But yeah, that's all I got. Uh, over training for a marathon, doing pretty good. Feel pretty good about it. I think I'm gonna crush it. Under dudes fucking plugging the toilets in front of me and then making it look like I did it. Um, yeah, damn, dude. We're back to our roots in this episode. You're complaining about working the weekend. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. This is, that's like pretty typical. <laughs> and then like, oh, I'm so proud of my kids. Like, is my yeah. over too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm complaining about toilet stuff. I'm always complaining about toilet stuff. But. And we're swearing a lot more. I've noticed. Yeah, I was I was rough. I'm going <laughs> to clean it up the rest of the episode. Don't worry, everybody. You can let your kids watch the rest of this shit. All right. We're good. As we I drop are, another one. Good. So we're going to do our pop culture 10 to 15 minutes. We got to think of a better name for that segment. But there happened to be a very big football game last night, Mike. Did you end up catching it? So I was playing cards through most of this game, but I was watching. Like, the game was on. I was sitting... I was sitting at the Roman Reigns seat, head of the table, right? And so uh, I was right in front of the TV as the card game was going. But our card game was very sketchy because of the game. Sketchy? What were you playing? Uh, poker. So we played poker and then, yeah. Uh, so dealer's, dealer's choice. choice. So we'll play blackjack. We'll play Texas Hold'em. Um, uh, mean in between. Pineapple, Omaha, like, you know what? Yeah, whatever. So. Yeah. Keep keeping your tools sharp. But yeah. Did you have uh any big takeaways from the game? What do, what do you got? You usually uh, have like a hot take. Yep. Yeah, so I thought both teams actually played pretty terribly. Um, really surprised that the person the people who were making the mistakes for the Niners were not was not Brock Purdy. I thought if Somebody failed for the Niners. It was going to be Brock Purdy. Not that I think that he's terrible, right? I just think he's the low point on the offense, right? So, like, they got a good offensive line. They got a good tight end. They got good wide receivers. They got a good running back. I assumed Brock Purdy would be your failure point, right? Um, that was not the case. Uh, McCaffrey fumbling that ball is bad. Um, two muffed punts in a Super Bowl seems absolutely crazy. Dude, the one muff punt gave uh, glimmers back to the 97-98 Super Bowl. Uh, I feel like it was like Chimura was like it almost hit Chimura or something. And I don't know if it was Desmond Howard. I can't remember who we had return of punts. I don't think the second year we had Desmond. It, it could. Yeah, it could have been. So, Oh, wasn't Alan Rossum, was it? That, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> the, the second one, like I've put out of my mind so much. I don't like the yeah. only thing I remember from the second was, Super Bowl there early was the helicopter play with Elway. Yeah, I think it was Travis Jervy. We'll just go with it was Travis Jervy returning punts, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he was a uh, returning kicks mostly. But but anyways, that gave like glimmers to it. Like, cause I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like going after that ball. And then they show the replay yep. hit his dude. And I was like, oh, okay, well that was definitely not. I mean, it was probably his fault in the way of like, he probably should have been yelling fire or whatever you yell to get everybody away from the ball. But 
But yeah, he was doing a good job trying to get back on it. But yeah, that's <clears throat> but you're saying Brock Purdy. You thought Brock Yeah, I Purdy thought that he'd Brock. be the failure point. I thought Mahomes played pretty like meh most of the game. Didn't yeah. think that he was playing a very good game. His pocket awareness, which I think is generally super high, didn't seem to be that this game. Yeah, he was around. getting smacked around a little bit. Yeah. Now, granted, the Niners defense is really good, but so everything they did in those games, that's what the Packers cleaned up in order to like be a playoff team and then win a playoff game. They cleaned up all that stuff in order to do that. The only thing that the Packers really didn't clean up well was their kicking game. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the Niners had a big missed kick to make that last drive uh, for them to only need a field goal. And did they get it blocked or did Kansas City get it blocked? Yeah, there was a blocked one. Uh, I don't think it was Butker because Butker kicked the like 57 yarder. That was Moody like, hit two, a 53 and a 55 or something like that. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, never mind. I think it was Kansas City who got, got the field goal blocked. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't even what I was going to get into into the game. But yeah. We love so, talking yeah. about kickers on old banging on the drum. Oh, we are always talking about kickers. I was going to make a joke about uh, Gronk missing the 25-yarder or whatever he needed to. And I was like, even Anders Carlson hits a couple of those a year. So uh, yep. <laughs> so he should uh, be good. But but yeah, no, the the special teams was huge in that game. And the punt teams, honestly, so that's what everyone's saying is like this game was like pretty bad, but honestly, it was like the defense doing yeah, yeah. like super well. Um, and I, I know that's like like the nerd take on it, but it did seem no, no, like you're the right. defenses were like confusing the quarterbacks, playing pretty good. Honestly, felt like San Francisco dominated that game for maybe two and a half quarters almost three quarters third quarter is like where the game slipped away from them but then ultimately it came down to like what we've been saying basically what the 49ers did to the packers what the 49ers did to the lions the chiefs did to the 49ers it yeah. was like yeah. they basically got outplayed but then when the 49ers made a mistake they mucked that punt touchdown next yep. play out of the chiefs and then mahomes at the end of the game was just not going to be denied winning that game and then the big overtime thing i was very confused i hand i did not know that rule yeah i i did not know that's how the playoff overtime neither did the niners though so it's okay yeah because that has to be the stupidest decision no nope, i don't agree I don't know. I, so, like, if you take the ball and you score a touchdown, the Niners are screwed, or the Chiefs are screwed. No, they're they, not. They can go down. To, you, you have to do everything correctly, right? So all that pressure comes on. They didn't have any pressure because once they hit the 35-yard line, Andy Reid tried to run out of time in that game. No, that would have just been a quarter. Do no, you it's that? not just a quarter. If you're losing at the end of that regulation, you lose. No, you don't. It was a quarter. That's what I'm saying, Mike. It's, How was that a quarter? That doesn't make it. Why is there a clock then? It's two halves. Or so it would be halves. 
it would like start over. Yeah. Why would there be a the, clock? That the doesn't game, make any sense. The game definitely wasn't over. With well, are you sure? 100% guarantee it. Tony Romo said it. I texted a different group. See, I did not listen to any of the commentary during mm-hmm. the game because like we were playing cards, right? And so we guys had it kind of low. So I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. So they were pretty late to say it because like me and my buddies that like I was like staying in touch with during the game, like we're like, what's going on here? Like, is this game going to end if they were out of time? And no, it just would have, they just would have had one more quarter. But Why put the clock on it at all? Yeah. I what are we doing with the clock? What's the purpose of the clock? Because the thing, actually, I read something today that it's a 15 minute, and I don't know if it says quarter, 15 minute period for overtime instead of the 10, because they extended it to 10. So why not just do two 10s then? Yeah. Yeah. So no. this doesn't make sense. The NFL's got to call banging on the drum, get us some answers. We want to talk to the commissioner. No, I'll but, I'll accept Troy Vincent too, former Badger. But anyways, that that like wasn't that wasn't the case. So like, if that clock ran over, I guarantee you, if that clock ran out, they still had fifteen more minutes or whatever was put on the clock. That so to, I don't think you finish. should. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that right now. Don't think you should. But that's not that's not the case, Mike. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's I think like, Andy Reid's a moron. <laughs> that the Packers should have hired him in '98. <clears throat> so, anyways, you're derailing this to what yep. you think it should be. I know, but sorry, it was stupid of the 49ers to take the ball first. I don't think it matters. I think it 100 percent matters. Does it matter in college football? In college football, yes, you you want to play defense first because then you yeah, so like everybody in college football always plays defense first. Yeah, that's what you should do. That's, that's but if you score, you if you score a touchdown, you put them at a ton of pressure. Like I get you get that extra down all the time then, but like, I mean, so the the refs gifted was that in regulation that the refs gifted the Niners. Like a, uh, a first down? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was regulation. Yeah. Was like there was like overtime. a defensive holding. I, I don't know how legit. So, I, so if you want to give like a, like pass interference, you better get that call right. It was not holding like illegal contact downfield defend, like pass interference, get the call right. Don't call it holding. Cause that's not what it was. Yeah. Like you're moving the goalposts on me, Mike. We're talking sorry. about, we are talking about. Why it's so stupid. I don't think it matters. I think it 100% matters. It's going into something, knowing what you need to do versus going into something and not knowing what you need. No, no, no. I disagree 100%. So the 49ers knew they had to score a touchdown, period. They did. You have to. Like, honestly. But they did. I know. That was stupid. You should have probably went on fourth down. What are you on? You're on like the 10. Or the 15th, like, you know you're playing Patrick Mahomes. You know he scored in, what, like 12 seconds or something stupid with a field goal. You sco- He scored a field goal in 12 seconds. And then what, That's you, what you, you go for two then? Because you know they're going to go for two and they're going to get two. And so I don't know they're going to get anything. Like, so I assume, <laughs> that, I assume that I'm the 49ers and that I can stop them, right? Like, I assume that. But would you, would the, you go for two in the Super Bowl? 
No, because I would have played. No, if you're the chief, first, if you're the chief, and then I would have known what I needed to do. And no, then, no, no. So you, so then if Niner I was score the 49ers, so this is what I'm saying. Niners oh, score a touchdown. They kick the field goal. Are you going for two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you serious? Every single time. Because, yeah, then if the 49ers. If you lose going for two, you're fucked. You are like, you're, you might get fired. Yeah, but then, no, I don't think you would. Because then the game turns into sudden death. And you're taking the ball out of your guy's hands. Your best player, the best player in the world's hands. And if the defense gives up a field goal, you lose. I think if you don't go for two, you might get fired. I mean, Andy Reid's not getting fucking fired, but like, yeah, and, like <clears throat> Reid Shanahan might, right? like, so like you fuck that. I mean, to be fair, it, like, I hope not. He's, it's not that he's bad. He's it's good. that he has the pro. He has, a, yeah, he's very good at everything except for finishing the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so he has a twenty-four point lead against New England. Uh, the, he's the offensive coordinator. He's not the dude, right? But like. He's the offensive coordinator for that one. He loses to the Chiefs, which he probably didn't really have great chances the first time. And then this time he's got a 10-point lead. Yeah. And he loses. But he'll yeah. get one eventually. He's Andy Reid. He's the same dude. Going back to my point, though, I just thought it was I get what you're saying. idiotic to, to not do it. And I do think if the 49ers scored a touchdown and kicked an extra point, I think the Chiefs go for two there to win the game. Just so. Well, because Moody's like, already hit two fifty yarders in that game, so if you give up one big play and missed you know, an extra big, point, I guess, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but still, you're, that might have been a fumble though. On no, 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 no. It was, it was straight up. He missed it. Like I think they re-showed it a couple times to like be like, yeah, no, the the hold was good, the kick was good. Now that there's two missed field goals in that game, though, I can't remember if it was Bucker or him where they were like. Yeah, everything was good. It was just the kick. No, it was it was Moody that got it blocked because I remember thinking it looked like he bounced it off his own dude. His own dude got pushed yep. back pretty hard, and I was like, man, it looked like that hit a niner. No, I'm pretty sure Leo Chanel blocked it. So a Badger boy blocked it. Not yet. Yeah. No, that's okay. that's what it was. So, uh, so. I actually think that the NFL's overtime rule is now stupider than it was when it was sudden death. That yeah. each team gets a possession thing. Like if you're going to do that, you should run it just the same way college does. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Like you, I, you don't have to give them to it at the 25, but just like you guys, if you guys both score touchdowns, you should get a tough like opportunity, right? So like your point is good. Like you almost have to go for two because it's a real good possibility that you lose the game if you. So I think if the 49ers score that touchdown, you don't go for two. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if the. No, the Niners don't score, go for two. Yeah. But the, but the, the Chiefs before, have to go for two. Yeah. And so, like, I get what you're saying there. Like, you have to go for two because the way the game is set up is, like, even if you got a bad pass interference, you're in field, guaranteed in field goal. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I think you're right on that. I don't think I re like quite realized it. Obviously, I didn't understand the rule. Didn't look into the rule. No, I didn't. 
I didn't even know that that the rules were what they were. I thought it was if the 49ers kicked a field goal, the Chiefs had a shot. I didn't realize that the 49ers. So basically, yeah, until after the game, I didn't realize how stupid it was. Well, like for the so, to do what they did. Me and the guy that uh, like decide like invited me to this card party, like we were like yelling, "What in the f is redoing?" Like he's going to run out of time. Like why is he letting this go? I had no idea that that yeah. moved into another quarter. Had no clue. Yeah. No, I don't think. I would say probably eighty percent of the people watching the game <clears throat> didn't realize what was going on. And I didn't have no fucking clues. Yeah, no. And I I was uh probably three beers deep from from noon to uh to that point in time. So I was sober. Like I was hundred percent sober, uh watching it, still confused. I, if I was like real drunk, I would have been like, Oh yeah, that's that's why I didn't know. But like I really I was didn't realize what the I was essentially the, sober. I did have a Zin, which mm-hmm. lit me up pretty good. But I don't mind those. Those are okay. <laughs> but like Mike's gonna be they always make my throat burn. I don't like that. But yeah, if we just had to like recap the Super Bowl as a whole, and I already said it before, is to me, so I'll do me. I won't I won't talk about you and then uh or I won't talk for you. Uh, but yeah, very dominant performance from the 49ers in the first half minus like a few mistakes. Uh, definitely felt like they should have been up more than what was it like 10 to three going into going to halftime. It felt like it should have been at least 13 to three or I might be getting the score wrong. I should have probably pulled up the box. No, I think you're right. There's pretty close to that. And I don't necessarily disagree, but the Chiefs had the ball at the eight and fumbled, right? Like, yeah, but both which, teams did that, so I guess you could just subtract that and be like. But if you're saying like, well, it felt like the Chiefs should have more points, well, or the Niners should have more points, it felt to me like the Chiefs should have had more. And to be fair, like I'm going to be a hundred percent honest, I was hoping the Chiefs won. I did not want the Niners to win. I did not. I hate them. Dislike them greatly. I don't think we made predictions on the. We did on the last show, but I went, I went with uh, the 49ers on the first prediction, and then I went with the Chiefs on the second prediction. You definitely picked the Chiefs in both, and you were about to explain it for ten minutes, two different times, in the same episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I now I remember, and I <laughs> yeah, and so for me, it's just that I hate the Niners. Basically, is what it comes down to. Um, and so maybe I'm just being apologetic towards the chiefs, but yeah. I thought the game, the actual like game was really good. I've realized that I've underestimated Super Bowl parties for the majority of my adult life. Like I enjoy that quite a bit and I shouldn't though. We had a pretty good party. I think for like a, uh, NFC championship game. No, nope. yeah. it was the divisional round, right? Against the Falcons. Yeah. It was either the Falcons or Eagles won. We had a real good time. Uh, yeah, yeah. it was, it was a blast in the Super Bowl run. So yeah, I think that, that could have went into my under department as well, though, is so my wife and I were watching the game and she talked me into staying home. I, I say she talked me into it. I, I'm not 
too opposed to staying home watching the game. And we were like, we'll get pizza. So that's how she like hooked me in. Because we've been being pretty healthy, like I said, for the most part, uh, especially yeah. her. She, I mean, she's been way healthier than me. And then she was like, so we go up to upstairs to the <laughs> to our bedroom to watch the rest of the game. So we watch the first half downstairs, watch the second half upstairs. She falls asleep, like, in the fourth quarter. Ooh, and man, it's a rough one to fall asleep in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And she has no regrets about this. And she asked me. So she, she acts like a football fan. She is a football fan. She actually gets more than I would expect with like the little, like my mom's been watching football for like, since I've been watching football and my mom understands nothing. Like where, as my wife understands quite a bit, I think the one thing that confuses her is punts. And I have the hardest time explaining to her. Like, if he fair catches it, you know, he's down right there. But if he doesn't catch it, like, the other people can stop it. And honestly, like, if you haven't been growing up watching football your whole life, punts are pretty fucking confusing. Because it's like a controlled fumble, but you can't advance a fumble. Like, it's it's just a special rule. Like, it doesn't, Wait, so doesn't make the sense. Wait, kick is a fumble from the offense. It's what it is. Like, if you had to explain to a, a what a punt was to somebody that never seen football before, it's the most confusing thing in football. Like, at, at least like a field goal, you're like, if it goes through there, it's good. If it doesn't, it's not good. That's controlled fumble as well, apparently. But a controlled right? pumble, fumble that touched the ground that goes through the cold post. Whereas a punt is a controlled fumble, but you can't advance it unless the other team touches it and then you can get it. And then I don't even think you can advance it. Like, I don't think you can advance a muffed punt. Maybe you can. I, I don't actually, I don't know. So with, with you explaining this, now my brain thinks you, should have, to, you should have to kick it off the ground. No, you should have to drop it to the ground. Otherwise it is a pass. No. So a punt though. So no, no, I get what you're saying. I get, I got what you're saying, but it's a pass. Any forward throw of the ball of any kind, even with your foot would be a pass. Would it not? If it doesn't touch the ground first. So I would think. Yeah, it's a special rule. Like that's yeah, yeah. You're right. It doesn't. You're right. It like, doesn't make sense. In the it should have to be a drop kick that you drop it off the ground and then you kick it. So, I don't know what it should have to be, but I'm just saying, like from other sports watching and stuff, like there's nothing like yeah, that. I gotcha. In soccer, like, is there in like, rugby, like where you turn the ball over intentionally? I think so, but, like, it's all within the parameters of the game. Like, I think people punt and shit in rugby, but if their guy catches a punt, they can keep running with it. So it is, like, kind of like a forward pass. But the ball in rugby is always alive. But the, So, like, even saying that it's, a like, a controlled fumble, like, you, the defense can't catch it. 
Like the kicking team can't catch the ball and advance it. Or not even and advance it. Like they can't even catch the ball. But you can advance a fumble. So that's where it kind of makes sense. I mean, you can advance a backwards fumble because that would be like a pitch. But like, say if Christian McCaffrey gets lit up and the ball goes 10 yards forward and they recover it 10 yards forward, I think it goes back to like where he fumbled it from. Okay. But like on a punt though, if you down it at the one, you down it at the one. But I also, but you can punt on third down. I was going to say, because maybe it's the change of possession that would make that be the thing. But yeah, I just think it's a special rule. So it's like, if it hits you, this guy. If you punted on third down, could your, could your guy catch it? No. Line up like a punt, try to confuse the other team. And you, you're a lot, because it's a fumble. Even though the ball never touches the ground, essentially. Yeah, it's weird. We we could probably dig into punts sometime and figure out. Like, we need some rules experts here, NFL. Let's go. Yeah, but isn't anyways where I was getting with this? The one thing I couldn't explain to my wife is a punt, yeah, and I get like that. it's one thing she'll never understand because I think it's like analytically like if you didn't grow up like that's just what it is yeah yeah it i've never even it like considered it in yeah. my whole life so yeah it doesn't make that much sense but anyway she's a football watcher i went downstairs to check if the doors were locked i came upstairs the dogs were out of the room the door was shut and she had her little sleeping noise machine on and the tv off and this was like going into overtime. So I missed the first, like I missed the coin flip back up. Yeah. Because I had to go downstairs and then I had to do all that stuff, but, but whatever it, I don't, we got off on a tangent on that story, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, little, little, I was a little disappointed in her. So. Uh, So I believe, so I was gone. Right. So, um, I believe my wife went to bed. So, yeah, no. And I worked with a guy today that said he slept through the whole thing. And he, he was the guy that was like, where are we going for the game? Where are we going for the game? And I was even like asking my wife, I was like, Hey, can we have like a couple people over for the game or something like that? You're like, no, let's just chill. And whatever. Like I said, I was like, cool with it. But then she falls asleep, turns it off, makes me miss shit. And yeah. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed. I explained to her this morning. She apologized. So it was all good. It was all good in the end. She realized what she did. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if I think it's that big a deal. Like if I would have missed it, I don't think I would care that I missed it. Like it's still a football game to me. I get that it crowns the champion of the world. Right. But it was overtime in the Super Bowl. It, I it think was it's like the first one ever. Right. In the second kangaroo song, kangaroo song. That's what it reminded me of. He was like, this is overtime in playoff hockey. But no, it, it was the second one. And I want to say the first one, I heard who it was. And I want to say it was like semi-recently too. Okay. Oh, no. It was the Falcons and Patriots. The time. Oh, yeah, all right. The, I got you. The 28-3 game. So all right. Shanahan's been in both of them. 
All right, Mike, where are we going? Where are we going now? All right. So now we're, we're going to run in and we're going to just mention who made the pro or who made the hall of fame. We are running out of time because we digressed a lot, just like the old days. All right. NFL hall of famers, uh, Julius Peppers, former Packer. He should go in as a Packer just because that's the greatest team there is. Um, Devin Hester, you should just go in without a team because your team is fucking dog shit. Um, Dwight Franey, uh, Indianapolis Colt, Andre Johnson, Houston Texan, Patrick Willis. Um, he is a 49er. Jesus. Um, McMichael, former Packer, one year as a Packer. And I don't know who the last guy or the other guy is. I don't know who that is. Gratisher. Yeah, McMichael and Gratisher, I had no clue about. McMichael's but, like an 85 bear. Like, so he's way back in the day. Yeah. Anyway. Played one the, year for the Packers. So. The guys that I got to see do the eye test, which this makes me super happy. So, like, when the Hall of Fame stuff was coming out, I was like, <clears throat> besides the last two guys that we mentioned, all those guys, I've basically seen their whole career. And if anybody has a gripe with any of those guys getting in, I think they're dipshits. Like, those are solidified. So, Devin Hester's the only one that I think that you can, like, even nitpick and you nitpick him only because he didn't do anything except punt return or like return the ball. Yeah. But like that's still, but he was the best. He was man. the dude. He is probably is the dude ever. I still think my favorite returner of all time is Dante Hall, but who is who like could be right there with him. He's a very close, but he's Hester's better. And like we hated Hester because he played for the bears. He was a bear. Yeah. Like, so that's an issue. Um, but yeah, if you think about it though, like I forget about this. So yeah, the bears went to the super bowl. The bears made like NFC championships and stuff. I don't forget about that. Like, don't get me wrong, but I'm always like, yeah, those defenses were so sick. Like they were putting up points. Like Mike Brown was return picks and shit like that, but it was Devin Hester too. Like, that's oh, the reason they were their special teams was super back. good for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. and taking off like my bias goggles, Devin Hester, I love that guy. Like he was, yeah, that's a guy you want on your team for sure. Yeah. Like electric. And then Julius Peppers, I know you're being, I don't know, facetious, facetious I think. Right Maybe like, yeah, yeah. not the right word, but um, obviously he's, a Carolina Panther, um, great, and he was great for the Packers too. He was and he was then, good for the Bears too. Like to pretend that he wasn't is silly. Oh, I forget about that. He went to the Bears before he came to the Packers. Yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Andre Johnson, all time great receiver, Patrick Willis. Maybe you know he gets mentioned. He should be in the same breath with. The Erlackers, and yeah, yeah think, I think I think, think it so? might be. Do you like, think he's in that same breath? Like he must be. Otherwise, I do because I. He, think but he, he played was, for a lot of dog shit teams, right? So like, the old Niners teams were bad, but he was so fucking good. Yeah, like, but he, so he was probably there the same time. Um, shoot, who's the other? The guy who broke his leg, the quarterback. Alex Smith. Oh, okay. Smith. Gotcha. He was probably there probably about the same time as Alex Smith was, and they were bad through that whole time frame. 
Yeah. Alex Smith might've had like one good year. Yeah. I, I mean, Niners are like a team that I feel like have always don't even, they've had their bad seasons, but they've always been able to compete. Like they've always got it back. I, I feel like they're pretty similar to the Packers in that. Like, yeah, I think that they, cause they had like a good stretch there that they were not good after Garcia and all the way through Smith. Yeah. But even with Smith, like they were pretty good at the end of okay. Smith's tenure there, because I remember it was like an odd conversation where it was like Smith's playing really good right now. And we're going to bring in Kaepernick and do it. But it, yeah, that's, that's not Patrick Willis, but Patrick Willis was, the best middle linebacker in the NFL for a while. Yep. And I don't, and it was at a time where he wasn't playing with like Ray Lewis and Erlacher. But I definitely think. Um, Does it surprise you that there's three, at least two bears on this list? And like, if you include Peppers, it's three. Does it like, uh, does that surprise you? Like that no. three bears get in in the same. So, like I class? said, I don't know who the fuck McMichael is. But Devin Hester is definitely one. Julius Peppers, I consider a Carolina Panther and a Packer. Uh, not so, a bear. He probably spent three years there. Yeah, no, I mean, now that you say it, I'd have to, like, look at his numbers for that. I mean, because it was his Packers career was great, but it was like he was brought in to do the thing that he did and it was just like rush the passer when we needed him to or whatever. But <clears throat> I guess maybe it surprises me, but not really because two, one of them special teams, one of them's defense. And I don't know what the other one, I is. think he's a offensive lineman, but I, he could be a defensive lineman too. He's one of the two, right? Yeah. So if it was like a bears, offensive play if it was three bears offensive players sure I, I would be shocked but but that's that's not yeah good. i gotcha all right let's jump in uh really quickly let's <laughs> get into your toby keith top five songs of so, all time this is my boy i love toby keith r.i.p buddy i know we're a little late to the party i feel like he died the day after we recorded or something like that yeah, it was but, in the last week for sure. We missed it, but but yeah. Anyways, I always loved him. I think it didn't hurt that he performed at Fort McCoy, and like we got to set up like the concert that he played at. And then, I don't think I set his up. I did. Yeah, I don't think you were out there that year. So that was like a year you weren't out there. I was out there. Whatever. I think I might have had a chance to meet him, and I didn't do it just because I wanted to go get drunk before the concert. And I might have not been 21 yet, but, but anyways, we're going to go my Toby Keith five best songs, even though it's six songs on this list. And then Mike, you have to rank them. So pander pick number one, American soldier. That's, that's number six on my list. And then number five, I go whiskey girl. Then number four, I go, he ain't worth missing. And then number three, you shouldn't kiss me like that. 
number two, Toby's all-time most underrated song, Dreamwalking. And then number one, I feel like is the obvious number one because it transcends. <laughs> I feel like even if you don't like country, you like this song. Should have been a cowboy is Toby Keith's number one song. So RIP, buddy. All right. So there's two on this list that I got to drop to the bottom because I don't know them. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so it may be three. So dream walking. Um, he ain't worth missing and whiskey girl can drop to the bottom because I don't know them, which She's is what my little whiskey girl. I mean, maybe, maybe it's right. Like if I hear the whole, the, the whole yeah. song, I am not a music guy. By any dream, means. dream walking. You might not know, but, right, I but I, like maybe I one. need to hear dream walking. Right. So I'll have to check that out at some point. All right. So should have been a cowboy. You shouldn't kiss me like that. Um, an American soldier, those. So if I'm going to rank those, I'm going to go, should have been a cowboy American soldier. You shouldn't kiss me like that. All classics though. All great. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he definitely listen to them all. If they come on the radio, not going to shut one of them. But yeah, if we had to throw out this sports though, I feel like, uh, Toby Keith played in a tough era because I feel like he was great but then yeah and then he came on the scene when it was like it was already george Strait's, um yeah and and garth comes on at about the same time like into the bigness right like when he comes becomes big all right so toby keith you will be missed uh next up we got past observational comedy of the day that has nothing that we shouldn't go from Sadness to comedy, but we're still learning on this job. So yeah. Pat's observational comedy of the day. Oh, yeah. We probably could have cut this segment, but I was trying no, we're gonna to just go quick. Oh no, I put the dude that all right. So yeah, my observational comedy of the day. So I can't even think of like how a comedian would do it, but it was gonna be emails try to trick you from by making you feel bad from unsubscribing from them. Just like you're dumping somebody. I don't know. I had a better idea going into it. Now I got a little tipsy. But anyways, I was unsubscribing from so many different email services. And they would be like, why do, Why are you unsubscribing from me? And then uh, you'd have to like try to like let them down lightly. You'd be like, this content just isn't relevant to me anymore and like like it was kind of like sad how how you had to let them down but so sometimes i'm like super grateful that i don't have a real breakup in my life right right so like i mean not there's nothing really like substantial for a breakup (laughs) and i've never done the breaking up so that's always good so um yeah, no, I've been yeah, on so, both ends, and I've definitely liked it less when I was on the end of, like, how am I going to break this news? Yeah. Yeah. I got, no, no, I get that. Like, that, it's probably more, like, nerve-wracking to, like, actually have to do it than to. So, yeah. Well, yeah. It, there, it, there's it feels shitty there. to have to tell someone the reason that you're doing it. Like, 
just just know that I not gonna, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, and then they just can just deal with it. You kind of lie a little bit though. Like you, there's probably like five big things where you're like, fuck this, fuck or fart on that, fart on that, fart on that. Bang, we did go way back to the roots. But, but anyways, you got to like let them down lightly. So that's what I felt like I was doing all these things that I was unsubscribing from. You were like trying to make them feel good while you're like, I hate you. Please stop sending me emails. Um, See, but I don't know. So, and granted, like, like I mentioned, I don't have real breakups and like my experience with like things on my end of life is like skewed because of this. I understand this. So let's premise that right out the jump. But like, I feel as an adult in my late thirties now that I would rather you just say like, I don't really like hanging out with you. Like, I don't want this the rest of my life. And I don't think we're going to work the rest of our lives. Right. As like, I think if this happens at like 20, right. Like, there's way different elements there. Like you feel like you should change, but in my late thirties, I don't feel like I should make big wholesale changes to my life in order to keep another human in it. Yeah. But honestly at 20, you shouldn't either. Like you should be the human you want to be. And if this other person doesn't fit into your life, like they should move on. Right. Or you should move on from them. But like we take that so personal personally that like, Two pieces don't fit together. Like, and I get that. Like, I'm not saying that I don't understand that, like, it hurts that this person that you enjoy doesn't actually work with your lifestyle. I get that. piece, But I don't think it should matter. Yeah, but I think it's like thinking like, okay, I found the one. This is, this is how it's going to be. Like, I'm going to be with them. Like, we're going to like banter and stuff. And then like being told like this ain't working like i don't think it but, necessarily is always out of like left field like i think most of the time it's you can see something there's a disconnect somewhere okay do you think that generally it is like a consensual thought like you both are thinking this and I, one person just has to make the jump in order to get out i think so i think yeah, I, I would say that's like over half the time that it's going on. But then yeah, I so mean, like, I don't think that that should be like, there shouldn't be like super hard feelings there. And that someone else does fit into this, this person's life shouldn't be like that big of an issue either. Yeah, I feel like that's a mature thought, but <clears throat> I, I, like, like I said, never dealt with it in a real way. So it like never affects me, but yeah. No, very minimal ways, right? For me, so yeah, and I'm pretty far removed from having those experiences in my life, and yeah, I mean, like sometimes it was like fine, whatever, and then sometimes it was like, oh shit, I actually really like that person. Like, why did this go wrong? And so, like, you don't have to get those answers or whatever. And I think, like, being in your 30s now, like, you can, like, put the pieces together enough where you'd be like, okay, I understand why that happened. And then so, back then, though, you, like, needed the answers. You're like, 
is there someone else? Is this, 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 like this, this, this. But I think that there's like this big piece of like, if you're coming to break up with me, that I'm like, I can change. Right. Mm -hmm. I can change to like, I really like you. I can change to like meet what you need. And I don't think that person who like someone is, if you're telling them the truth, like, Hey, like you do this shit and I fucking hate it. I can't stand it. Like I can't be around you. Right. I don't think that person should be like, unless they're like murdering people or like doing like really like sketchy, stupid shit. Like they should be like, well, I can change. Like you shouldn't have to fucking change. You should live the life that you want to fucking live. Let's say I got a gambling problem. Love gambling. Uh, I shouldn't say it's a problem. Like I just spend my money gambling. And like the person that I'm with is like, you lost a thousand dollars. And I'm like, I made $80,000 this year. Like me losing a thousand dollars over the year is not that big a deal. Right. And like, that's the contention in our relationship. Like I shouldn't be like, well, I should just change, you know, like maybe we just don't work if that's the case. Yeah. I think that's there. And like, if it's, if it's like that important to you, yes. But yeah, I think though, if you're, if it's something you don't enjoy about yourself that like, say if it's like yep. alcohol or something like that, like you're like, oh, I can't say with you, you're an alcoholic. And you're like, no, but I don't want to be an alcoholic. And that, so that's like, where I get that piece of it. Yeah. I'm just saying that like, at some point, like if you, if like it doesn't mesh, like, and that's, that's okay. That like, especially free kids, like, if you want to move on before pre-kids, it's like, who gives a fuck? Huh. But like I said, I don't have real world experience in this. I've lived a very sheltered life. There's a good saying for what it is, but I can't think. I can't think of what the saying is. But let's move on to the Badgers where, uh, where Mike. I have all the notes. information on none of the games that I watch. So uh, I don't know. I got caught in some like. I got caught in my stuff and I did not watch. I don't think either of these games, they had already lost the Michigan game when I came back from a high school basketball game, I believe. And so I decided I was not going to watch the recording that I put on. And then I did not watch the Badgers Rutgers game either, but I'm going to be honest here. The Badgers were at the time, the number 11 team in the country need to get their shit together. We have lost what four in a row. So he lost Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan, and Rutgers. Lost all these games. Need to get their shit together this week. Dial it in. We can take this little slide, come back, win the NCAA championship, and I'll be good to go with it. Um, but I do apologize to our listeners. I don't have any real answers on what is going on with the Badgers. I will be tuning in in the next game, which is probably Thursday, maybe Wednesday. Um, and they're and they're going to win. They're going to win. So. We're good to go. I'm going to get some answers there. So they play Ohio State tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, as for the Michigan game, I did watch that complete game, but my memory is turning into absolute dog shit. I remember the only thing I took away from that game, I was like, we need to see more of Siegen in this game. But he did play 10, 10 minutes. He's 0 for 2 from 3, 0 for 3 from the floor. Uh, 
Yeah. No, I, I don't got much for you. And then Rutgers, they just, I know from watching the Rutgers game that they stayed out east. So they didn't go home after Paul. Oh, that's what, that's why they lost. But you would think that's why they would win. No, Is no there, not at home. Team got bad back, sleeping in the hotel. Somebody got pink eye. Fucking uh, room service lady was farting on pillows. Probably. Yeah, that, that is actually probably what happened. But yeah, they, they just got their ass kicked front to back in that Rutgers game. But Mike is gonna like he said he's gonna be better he's gonna i'm gonna be better be the, like lent is coming around my whole life is gonna get fixed here <laughs> yep so he's gonna be our badgers guys i'm gonna be our bucks guys so since our last show so we've had a lot happen uh first thing i'm gonna start out with i'm gonna start out with the uh transaction news here we go so bucks trade campaign and a second round pick for patrick beverly to the 76ers, which seemed like an interesting like team choice to me. But I guess like if they got what you need, you got what they need, uh, then whatever, pull the trigger. Uh kind of felt like 76ers are punting on the season at this point. But where we go for this is we're trading campaign, some scoring for Pat Beverly, some defense, and I will say I do enjoy this this trade quite a bit. Um, not only because Pat Beverly is a good defensive point guard, but he's kind of a dog too. So he's kind of one of those team guys, good guys to have in the locker room. Stole this all from K9 Kyle explaining it to me. Uh, but I think it was a good trade uh, getting Pat Beverly on the team. And shoring up our second string point guard defense. So basically, when uh, when Lillard takes a break, we got some guy that can lock down a point guard on the other side. So do enjoy that. Uh, so since our last episode, we played the Suns, the Timberwolves, and the Hornets, and then we did play the Nuggets tonight. But I do have to get back to that Nuggets game. But as for the Suns game, like I said, I'm holding up my end of the promise. I did get to watch this, but another uh, subpar performance for the Bucks. Uh, no Dame Lillard in this one, and Middleton went out of the game early. Uh, Suns just kind of lit us up. So Durant went for 28, Beal went for 25, Booker went for 32. So there are three guys that you need to key in on and make sure one of them at least doesn't have a good game. All had good games. So Bucks defense uh, sucked in that one. Uh, the Bucks did hang in there for a while, but end of the third quarter, this one started slipping away. Never really came back. As for the Bucks versus the Timberwolves, Bucks absolutely get their ass whooped by that <laughs> or by the Timberwolves. Uh, we didn't have Lillard and, or Middleton in this game. Um, I don't know what was going on with Lillard. I think it might be personal stuff still, but Middleton was hurt from the game before. Uh, but yeah, in this one, I don't have much on it. Uh, they started getting their ass whooped in the third quarter. 
And it felt like they just punted on the game because Giannis only had, I want to say, 27 minutes in that game, which I know Giannis plays 27 minutes a decent amount, but sometimes it's because we're up by too much and we take them out. And sometimes it's because we're down by a lot and we take them out. This one was definitely because we were down by more. Uh, as for Bucks versus Hornets, uh, had Lillard back, had Pat Beverly back. This team was having a ball, whooping some ass. Hornets are not that great of a team, but this Bucks team that we assembled, this is what we expected them to do. Uh, just absolutely whooped the every living shit out of them. Everything went right for the Bucks. Pat Bev, first shot from three goes in. I think he might have been two for two from three. And this game was so good, we even got to put Thanesis Thanasis in and he even made some like crazy plays but team was having a lot of fun pat beverly looked like he was a good fit right there uh and then we whooped the shit out of the nuggets tonight 112 to 95 so it looks like the bucks are getting back on track here as the batteries are falling off the rails that's all i got mike yeah, so uh, I do have the results of tonight's game. If you're interested, um, I, I already said it. Bucks won one twelve to ninety five. I thought you skipped over it. All right, yeah. So Bucks <laughs> whoop up on the former champs, and that's what we got for tonight. Uh, if you're enjoying what we got, this is a little bit longer. We're going to streamline this. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit better on the streamline. Time try to digress a little less. Uh, however. Uh, we appreciate it. We love you. Subscribe, download, download it on your wife's device. And Pat, take us home. If you are doubting the Packers, the Brewers, the Badgers, or the Bucks, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shows. Eat my shows.